Welcome into the Wiregrass High School Football Report brought to you by the radio people. This is your weekly look at all things high school football in the Wiregrass. I am your host, Philip Jordan, the in-studio host and producer for Dothan Woods Football on I-6.9, The Legend. Hope everybody is having a fantastic week so far. It was a fun week in the Wiregrass High School Football with everybody going out of region play. Some very interesting results over the weekend. Uh, one of them was between Cottonwood and Northside Memphis that was played at Repu Stadium. So on today's show, we're going to be joined by Cottonwood head coach Dustin Harrison uh, to discuss all that. And, of course, we'll go around the Wiregrass. Got something a little bit new wrinkle with that. We're going to throw in in just a few moments. And, of course, we'll look at the Week 6 schedule for this weekend. Before we do all that, let you guys know you can find me in the podcast. Podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts. So please follow, rate, and review. You leave a review. I will read it on a future edition of the show. Also, you can check out the show over on 955.tvy.com, 969thelegend.com, and 1067kmx.com. You can always email me at sports.philipjordan at gmail.com. Now, you know what time it is. It's time to go around the wire grass. All right, we're going to start things off with Gaston County and Dothan. Dothan lost this game 42-14 to to drop to 1-4 on the season. Gaston County opened the game with an onside kick, and then Cameron Upshaw, their quarterback, threw a touchdown pass. The, they go up 6-0. Their extra point was blocked. Uh, Hosea Hills of Dothan blocked a field goal attempt by Gaston County later on. That was returned for 55 yards and touchdown. So Dothan would go up 7-6 here. It was their only lead of the game. Uh, Gaston was up 20-7 to going into the locker room at halftime. In the third quarter with about five minutes left, quarterback Quentin Norton connected with Raymond Blackman to make it 20-14. to Then after that, Gaston would score 22 unanswered points. Now, I told you guys there would be something new here, a new wrinkle on the show. I am going to play the Dothan Wolves post-game show where you can get more on this game from Jerry Coleman and Ken Lambert. It's Dothan High School Wolves football on your home for great country legends. 96.9 The Legend. Time now for the Dothan Wolves post-game show. Back to the stadium for the post-game wrap-up with Jerry Coleman and Ken Lambert on 96.9 The Legend. 42-14, the final score tonight. Dothan takes one down by... um, a good, fast Jaguar team here in Gaston County, Florida, just uh, down the road from Havana where the school is located. Uh, kind of a thought of we may have a chance tonight with some folks coming back healthy, Ken, but uh, looks like uh, we still got some folks banged up. Yeah, I think so. It's just a game of, of too much tonight, too much speed on this Gaston County team, uh, too many penalties by the Dothan Wolves, too many injuries that have kind of plagued us. and. You know, Javier Jackson tries to come back, and you can tell he just was not as mobile as he normally would be, and you don't want to get him hurt, obviously, any anymore or again, and this being a non-region game. So, uh, you know, some regrouping and, and give credit to this Gaston County mm-hmm. team. They come out and play very aggressive. Uh, opening kick is an onside kick, and they take it, throw it deep a couple of times, and and uh, they get momentum in their favor, and uh, they really, their speed on the edges early really hurt us and, and actually throughout the game. And so, uh, you know, we, we've got a lot of guys that, that had a chance to play tonight, and uh, it was a physical football game. I'll give you that. There were some hard hitting, and and uh, so these Wolves came down here and, and really, uh, I don't know, like I said earlier, I'm not sure what we were anticipating, but we had our hands full, and they gave us a game tonight. Well, next week it's back at the Rip, the homecoming against Carroll. 
Uh, we'll be 6.45 pregame, 7 o'clock kick back at Ripley's. If you can't join us uh, at the stadium, just pick us up live on the radio or, of course, on the app. Stay tuned right after this for the postgame scoreboard with Philip Jordan. We'll out of here from Gaston County, and good night, everyone. All right, and remember, you can hear Carol and Dothan play this Friday night on I-6.9 The Legend. Pre-game starts at 6.45 and kickoff is at 7, so please join us if you're in your car or even if you're at the game uh, and or any game and listen to Dothan Wolves football on 96.9 The Legend. Now, continue on in 7A. Enterprise defeated Fort Walton Beach 64-29 to improve the 5-1 on the year. And now jumping around to Wiregrass, Houston Academy defeated Florala 49-0. Elba with some great defense. They stopped Providence many times whenever moving the ball in this one. Elba wins 27-6 to go to 5-1. Providence drops to 1-4 on the year. And one of the better games in the Wiregrass on Friday night, Geneva defeated Geneva County 26-25. Geneva's Kingston Tolbert put them up late in the third quarter with a 76-yard touchdown to go up 26-19. Emmanuel Henderson scored midway through the fourth. He had another big game in this one. Well over 200 yards, uh, but the extra point was blocked. And that was your final 26 to 25. Geneva wins that one. Cottonwood defeated Northside Methodist 28 26 in double overtime. Not going to really give you much here because we're going to talk to Coach Harrison in just a few moments about this game. But Cottonwood does go to 3 and 3 on the year. Northside drops to 0 and 5. Another really good contest that came down to the wire. Headland defeated Dale County 27 to 26. Headland improves to 2 and 4. Uh, Dale County is now three and three. Number five, Ayrton defeated Slocum thirty-eight to twenty-eight. They go to six and zero on the year. Slocum is two and three. Quarterback Ian Sin for Ayrton passed for two hundred ninety-six yards, three touchdowns. He was twenty-two for thirty-one on passing. Stanhope Elmore defeated Ufala twenty-four to twenty. Ufala had actually kicked a field goal uh, to go up late in the game, and then Stanhope Elmore hit a uh, game-winning pass with twenty seconds left in that one. Carroll defeated Pike County. That's who Dothan plays this weekend. 49-6. Improved to 3-2 on the year. Whitsburg defeated Rehoboth 17-6. A few more scores. GW Long defeated Delville 54-8. New Broughton defeated WS Neal 30-26. New Broughton was down 26-8 in the third quarter in this one. They went ahead on an 8-yard Touchdown run by Andrew Cashin with 5.42 left in that one. Ott defeated Strawn 42-0. Ott quarterback Gray Jennings had a big night. 11-15 passing, 265 yards and three touchdowns. Houston County defeated Ashford 50-26. Sampson defeated Zion Chapel 35-20. Kenson defeated Barbara County 74-0. Laverne defeated Goshen 48-6. And a final from Thursday night, Williamson defeated Charles Henderson. 39-22. That was 13-8 going into the second half. Uh, Charles Henderson was down at that one. But that's a Thursday night score. And that's your scores from week five in the Wiregrass. And now, let's jump into my conversation I had on Sunday night with Cottonwood head coach Dustin Harrison talking about their win on Friday night in double overtime against Northside Memphis. Everybody joining me this week on the Wiregrass High School Football Report is Cottonwood head coach Dustin Harrison coming off a 28-26 double overtime victory over Northside Methodist this past Friday. And uh, Coach Harrison, I appreciate you once again coming on the show. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, just uh, just talk about the – I'm sure it just it was just a uh, – emotional uh way to end the game on friday night uh, you know holding them on the two-point conversion to secure a 28-26 victory in overtime there at Ripley stadium yeah it was a, a strange game it was uh 
It's a very stressful game for sure. One of the more stressful games we've had. Just uh, a lot of things didn't go right early on, and uh, and uh, you know different things went on, and we just had to make adjustments and uh, and and keep keep battling and keep battling. And unfortunately, uh, we uh, came out came out on top. But um, give credit to Northside; they played a very good football game and are much improved from the first game of the season. Coach Green and them are doing a really good job over there. Um, improving each week and that bye week they had before us they they gave us a lot of stuff we we hadn't seen and weren't ready for and um took us a while to get get adjusted to it so um it was it was a ball game um a lot of stuff that we have to clean up and fix from that game um a lot of places we didn't play well but uh, i guess the positive note is we we finished well so hopefully we'll um, build on that and, and get ready for columbia this week yeah, and uh, I'm going to ask you a question because I heard somebody say this uh, that happened on the game Friday night. And if this is wrong, out of, out of nowhere, I can just delete it out of this interview. But didn't the lights go out at Refuse on Friday night? Yeah, it was. Um, the lights went out while we were singing the or while the band was playing the Honor Modern. Okay. Uh, the fans were walking down the steps and all. And um, anyways, yeah, it went pitch black. The lights went out. Um, I don't know what what caused that. I haven't found that out yet. I don't know if it, if it was on a timer or what, but uh, like I said, they they definitely went out in that stadium. Well, I guess it's a good thing. I mean, you don't want to go out it at all, but I guess it's a good thing. It wasn't during the game when it happened, though. No, it wasn't during the game. You know, lights like that. Whenever they go out, if you shut them out when they're hot, the bulbs have to cool all the way back off before they will relight and come back on. So. Um, or that is the those are LED lights, and that's the way old school lights are. And as long as the two balloons come on, I'm assuming it's the same. But um, no, we got the whole game in before they went out, which is good. Well, I'm sure everybody got their phones out and used their flashlights on their smartphones to, to get out there when that happened. Um, oh, yeah, you, you already know it. <laughs> uh, you talked about uh, you know the first half, you know, uh, you know maybe you know some things that go your way there. Just a, a breakdown on what all went down in the in the first half for you guys. Uh, well, opening up the game, uh, we uh, kicked off and um, went on defense, and uh, we're playing, you know, playing fairly well on defense. Uh, but gave up um, a third down play, then a fourth down play to let the drive keep going. And we look up the scoreboard, and they had the ball, I think, for over seven minutes uh, in that first quarter before we didn't touch it. Which is generally that's kind of our mo that we generally do is we we hold on to it for a little while and and uh, and, and try to stay the sticks and get first downs and, and wear the other team down but they did that to us to open it up and uh it got us on our heels um then uh in the our first drive we had uh went for it on fourth we thought we had it then uh, they ended up calling off size on the receiver and so then we had to punt and we hadn't punted i think uh we'd only punted up to this point two times this season in the first five games so you know that's uh that's the momentum uh, swing going against you and then uh and we scored later on in the i think our next position we scored and uh, we had a hold uh, it, get, it got called back from a uh, backside holding block and uh, just lots of adversity things like that that went wrong that it was um you know self-induced self-inflicted but uh, a lot of things we had to overcome a lot of our own mistakes that we created that we had to overcome and uh in that first half was real rocky i think we went into half six to nothing but um it was a very frustrating first half for us. Yes, uh, you know, if you don't mind, uh, what was the message at, at halftime? <laughs> well, um, 
uh, the gist of it was uh, that we had to, to play like Cottonwood's supposed to play and uh, and play to the Cottonwood standard. And, um, uh, you know, we kind of we, we tuned them up a little bit. I can't exactly say everything we, that we told them, um, but, but basically just that we had to start playing football and, and do things the way we're supposed to do them. And, uh, and then we just kind of went over a couple, a couple adjustments, um, X and O wise, but you know, there wasn't, wasn't too much to be said. The players, you know, our, our guys knew that they played yeah. bad the first half and, and we had to, to, to do things different and do things right. So, you know, and I know I want to talk to you in the preseason going into the season. You were talking about up front, defensive line and offensive line play. And I know on the night, and every time I read, you know, the recap in the, in the paper about, Cottonwood's games, I'm, I'm seeing, you know, the running game. The running game is there. Uh, Artavius Shipman, I know he had a big game in this one, over 100 yards. You had uh, Anglin over 100 yards. Uh, Raymond Bly- uh, Bryant uh, had over 100 yards. Just talk about, you know, your running game. You said you liked, you know, time-consuming drives and stuff like that with the running game. Just how that has progressed this year from what you saw in the preseason now through six games? Um, you know, we our guys did a really good job running the football. Uh, those, those backs did a very good job. Um, toting it in there, um, and each one of those guys you mentioned that had over 100, each one's a little bit different, um, and, and has a little bit different skill set, which makes it you know fun for fun for a coach to figure out what what they do the best and, and use their strengths. And um, uh, our offensive line uh, played very well the second half, uh, not the first half, but made some adjustments and, and, and fixed a couple things, and they played really well that second half. And, and offensive line again, you know, I mean. I, I still say the same thing I said uh, before the season is, I mean, it's our strength. That's our foundation um, is, is right there. So uh, they've progressed. Um, they've gotten to know each other better and better and better each week. And uh, and they've played very well for us each game we played in. Uh, this is probably their worst game that we, that we played, but we still ended up with, I think, 300-something yards rushing. So, you know, I guess as a coach it's nice that that's your worst game and you still can do that. Um you know, it's, it's better than the alternative. Yeah, you know, they scored their touchdown late to tied up at 14, and you go into overtime. So then just what's that uh, turnaround when you know you're, okay, they've tied the game up. Now you got to go in overtime. What's that? What's the mindset of the team, your team, what it was on Friday night, and then, you know, what it just in general, what a team has to be when that happens to you, but you got to turn around and go in overtime and find a way to win the game? Well, you got to play um, with a short memory. I mean, you, you know, bad, and, and football is a game where some things happen against you, some things go against you. Sometimes there's wrong calls made on the field. Um, sometimes things don't go right, and um, and and putting your eyes and, and focusing on the past and and what just happened really doesn't do you any good, unless it's cleaning up a mistake you just made. But you got to you got to move on and, and and play the next play. We talk about that a lot. It's so what now what you know played the very next play um and at first our guys were frustrated that they that we, we had just given up a touchdown two-point conversion to let them tie us up i think there was a little bit over two minutes left when they did that and our guys were a little bit agitated and frustrated but i mean the message of that one was hey so what now what play the next play um you keep your eyes in the rearview mirror it's hard to drive forward and um uh, and you just got to have a short memory shake it off play the next one uh, same thing occurred in overtime you know we Got the ball first, only got six. Um, Should have gotten two point conversion. We were we we're real close and short on it. And um, you know, it, it, our players we had to refocus them then. You know, play the next play. So now what? I mean, we got to go on defense and got to play football. And so, um, you know, that's a struggle for any team. Um, 
but this team, our team this year, has done a better job of, of putting putting negative plays behind them and playing the next play, and that's really important in any sport, uh, especially football. You know, because um, if you're you stay focused on what what you did wrong or something going against you or a call that you didn't like or some of that nature, and and you get hung up on it, and it can um, it can cost you. You know, it can be a compound mistake, as we call them. One mistake can actually one thing going against you can actually cause several more mistakes and you definitely don't want that yeah you guys got that block kick on the extra point or uh there in uh the first overtime but then you get in the second overtime you go up you go at 28 20 you get to two point conversion there uh when shipman scores a touchdown and bryant uh comes in with a two-point conversion so they come in and they scored a touchdown just talk about the defensive stand there to hold them out to get in the backfield and, and shut it down basically and you know seal the victory for you guys Oh uh, yeah, that was very exciting. They ran the buck sweep, which that's the one run that we I felt like we did a good job taking away from uh, Northside Friday was was that play. That's their favorite play. That's kind of Coach Green's signature play, and um, you know they they lined up in a formation, and, and we used our timeout because um, we we felt like we knew what they were going to do. And anyways, um, you know our guys played it well. Um, Everybody actually played discipline that play and read their keys and um, and it was a, it was a, it was an exciting play, one of the better plays on defense all night. It came at a very a very good time. Had you know, it's got to uh, be one of the things that gives you where you can take a deep breath. I, I can only imagine on the sideline once you you win a game like that. Man, it really it's hard to even describe. Uh, you know, there's just mixed emotions. Uh, very disappointing. Excuse me, very disappointed in the way we played in a lot of aspects. Uh, a lot of stuff we've got to fix and got to get cleaned up and do better. Um, so part of you is very frustrated and agitated, and then the other part of you is very proud of your kids for finishing and having resilience to to, to finish the game and uh, and finish it well. And um, you know, it's just it is. There's a lot of it's a lot of, and it was also, a, to be honest, it was a sigh of relief a little bit because that was a game we we felt that we should we should take care of business on and. Um, and at one point, it was up in the air. And so it's it one of those deals where it's kind of a relief more than a feeling of excitement. You know, uh, moving forward, as you go back in the region play this upcoming week, just a game like this, and, 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 you, and you said that it wasn't one of your best games, but you still came out and won the game. Just going through a game like this, how much can it help the team moving forward as you head back into region play? Well, to me, any time that you can face adversity and uh, and overcome it, it's uh, it builds uh, builds character and it uh, teaches players lessons. And so, I think that's a, something you can certainly build on. Um, not giving up and keep fighting and keep battling. Uh, that's something to build on. And uh, and I've I've always said, you know, it's a lot a lot more pleasant to learn from uh, learn from your mistakes after a, a win than to learn from your mistakes after a loss. But, um, but I mean, you know, it's it's. There's just a lot of things we got to get fixed and got to get cleaned up, um, and I, our, our guys know that we didn't play well and know that we have to, to clean those things up. And, and I think that's really important going into going into this uh, back half of the region schedule is to have some some things like that to know that we got you know areas we know we got to improve and, and to go and work and improve on each week. And uh, anytime you win a double overtime game, uh, I think it certainly helps. Uh, helps your experience level um you know something as small as overtime learning how it works your players learning understanding how it works the setup format um you know which we, we brought we had to bring them all up and tell them 
at the beginning of the, of the overtime just explain the whole situation to them you know because uh a lot of them hadn't ever played in that that in the overtime game uh, last year we went to overtime against samson but um a couple of the rules that changed since that game uh, used to if you start off on offense the first overtime you're automatically going to start off on defense the next overtime well this game uh or since last year they had uh they changed that rule to where you have a coin toss after the first uh after the first and then you, you do a coin toss again so we ended up on offense first uh both times in, in overtime which is if you are a football person you know it's not it's not advantageous typically you you want to be on defense first just so you know what you got to do but um um you know hats off to north side for playing really well and being much improved and um our guys just have to get ready to go play football so uh, this Friday, of course, you know, like I said, you get back in the region, play, you play in Houston County, you'll be there in Cottonwood at home. Just uh, I know we're recording this on Sunday, so very early in the week. Just uh, from what you've seen and what you know, uh, what's, what's going to be the big things uh, for this upcoming Friday night's game? Well, you know, they're a very good team this year. They're much improved from last year, um, as are we, I believe. And, and I think it's going to be a, a, a tough game for us, for sure. Um, we, we started our meeting at 2, and I just got home about 40 minutes ago, so we've, we've been working on it for a while and trying to come up with a plan. And, uh, and um, you know, Columbia is very fast. You know, Houston County is very fast, has lots of skill, uh, lots of talent. Um, they do a really good job running two different types of things. You know, they, they're they from one extreme to the other. They'll go single wing and uh, then jump right back into a spread formation to an empty formation, a five-wide formation, and uh, – so it kind of messes with your personnel plans on defense. Um, we got a team that's jumping in two totally different animals, and uh, and they do it well. And so they throw the ball really well. They throw it just as good as anybody we've played so far. And um, and they definitely run the ball well. So they're going to be tough uh, defensively. They they're very very strong up front, very fast, and have a, a very very good free safety. So they're going to be uh, they're going to be a a tough opponent, and um, we look forward to playing them. I think it'll be a good one. I think we played. I think Cottonwood and, and Columbia's played 83 times. I'm not mistaken, and every single I think we played every single year since 1956, I believe. So it's um, it's our longest rivalry we've had with any other school, and a lot of people in the Cottonwood community. This game means a lot to them. Um, so we we hope we can we can come out and play well. Well, I hope y'all – I wish y'all the luck uh, this Friday night and rest of the season, Coach. And I do appreciate you you taking the time and coming on here talking about the team, talking about the win on Friday night and previewing the Houston County game this Friday night. Is there anything about your team or even the community Cottonwood that I haven't brought up here in this interview that you'd like to talk about? Um, no, I mean, just our – you know, we've been really pleased with our with our fan base and, and, the, and the support um, of the Cottonwood community. It's been very strong. We had a – very good crowd, probably more people there at the game against Northside this week than than they had, and it was their own homecoming. It was their their home, and it was their homecoming. I felt like we had just as many, if not more, and um, and, our, and our fans were, were nice and loud. They've been a little quiet on us the first five games, but they they, they turned it up in that game. I guess that close of a game, so exciting, it got them <laughs> got them more into the game, and uh, and they they made they were they were a big part of this this uh, this past game, so. Um, We've loved it at, at Cottonwood. My family has, and um, and my my wife, my kids. They love coming to every game they can get to, and um, we really enjoyed it. And look forward to what our future future brings with this new field house. And it's supposed to it's supposed to be underway very soon. And um, got a lot of other good things going on. So we're excited. Got a lot of momentum. We just got to continue to build and continue to improve each week.
that's awesome and uh, yeah coach like you, you know i appreciate you you taking the time on a sunday evening uh, to come on here and talk about the cottonwood bears and once again uh, good luck this friday night and a uh, good luck uh rest of the season appreciate it all right thanks again to coach harrison for coming on the show again i really appreciate him taking the time out a fantastic win there for the cottonwood bears and this week they will play houston county at home to jump back into region play so now let's look at the schedule for this weekend's games i'll start off in 7a region two of course that's the region dothan wolves are in some good games there you know outside of wiregrass stuff here uh central Phoenix city and auburn both teams six and oh they will be playing enterprise will be at prattville of course enterprise is five and one prattville's four and two on the year Smith Station and Jeff Davis will be playing. Smith Station is 1-4. Jeff Davis is 0-5. The Dothan Wolves will still be out of region play, and I believe it's homecoming, as they will play 3-2. and two. Carroll and Dothan, they are 1-4 in the year. 6A Region 2, Valley at 2-3 and three will be at Eufaula, who is 2-4. and four. 5A Region 2, 5-0 and o Pike Road will be at Charles Henderson, who is 0-5 on the year. 2-4 and four Rehoboth will be at 4-1 Greenville. And Delusia at four and two will be at two and four Headland. In four A Region Two, Geneva at four and two will be at Strawn at four and two. So that's be a big game in four A Region Two. Alabama Christian that is three and two. They will be at Ashford at zero and five. Bullitt County, who's zero and four in a year, will be at three and three Dale County. In three A Region Two, Op at five and one will be at one and four Providence Christian. Delville, who is zero and six, will be at Whisburg, who is five and one. New Brighton at four and two will be at Slocum, who is two and three on the year. 2A Region 2, Ayrton at 6-0 will be at Abbeville, who is 1-3 on the year. Elbert 5-1 will be at 3-2 Geneva County. 3-1 GW Long will be at 0-5 Zion Chapel. Houston County at 4-2 will be at Cottonwood at 3-3. Then a 1A Region 1, Sampson at 5-1 will be at 4-0 Brantley. And Kinson at 4-2 will be at 2-3 Florella. And then AISA, Abbeville Christian at 2-3 will be at Banks Academy who is 4-2 on the year. So a lot of interesting games this Friday as teams go back into region play. Of course, Dothan Wolves will still be out of region when they play Carroll in an interesting matchup there, homecoming. So see the Dothan Wolves can bounce back and get a win this Friday. Of course, you can hear that game on 96.9 The Legend. Pre-game starts at 645. Kickoff is at 7. And you can text in your scores at 1-800-264-0969. And that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Wiregrass High School Football Report. Thank you to Cottonwood Head Coach Dustin Harrison for coming on the show. And a shout-out, you heard her voices uh, from the replay of the post-game show on Friday night of Jerry Coleman and Ken Lambert. We're hoping to bring that to you the rest of the year, every week, the Dothan Wolves post-game show right here on the podcast. Remember, you can follow me on social media at P. Jordan SCC. Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, so please follow, rate, and review. If you leave a review, I will read it on a future edition of the show. Remember, you can listen to it also on 969thelegend.com, 955.tvy.com, and 1067kmx.com. Hope everybody has a fantastic week, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.